Payne, you're very welcome to another edition of the Race Hour. Joining me on the line from, I think you're in Kerry, Demo. How are you? I'm all good, Dean. I'm down here in the kingdom, yeah? Yeah, very good. Yeah, uh, yeah, really good. I'm delighted to say that we've got someone who gets more mentions on this podcast than God does in American award ceremonies. It's Noel Hayes. How's it going, everybody? Very good, Noel. Good. Good to have you back on board. And the reason that you're back is because we're doing our... Well, it is going to become an annual thing. I'll chat them drive by, but as people are used to the format of this race hour podcast brought to you with our hosts at BetBright, we do a quick review of the weekend first. So why don't we pick up with Modus? Probably his Gold Cup day, I thought, winning at the weekend, and uh, he did it very, very well. Um, yeah, obviously he did it well. He was he wasn't winning out of turn, I guess, and it was probably for the prize money a less uh, a less competitive race than he'd been running in. Um, let's not get carried away. That was his All Ireland. So on to the next one. Yeah, that was quite yeah, amazing. I think that's him done. No, I think he's I think he's done there. But he did get his win. Uh, there was a horse we should pick out from the race that maybe no one else will. Old Guard was running in there. Uh, stepped up in trip I think he might be one for this Cheltenham drive-by chat a little bit later on was it a veterans handicap hurdle or something (laughs) (laughs) definitely not but uh, yeah we'll take your comments on that what about Vanatea horse we've all talked about on this podcast over the last few weeks Uh, finally got his head in front um, we've got to see him win obviously I think he's going to struggle in terms of placing him he's too high for handicaps and he's not quite up to grade 1 standard so his job is really to find his way around those kind of grade 2 chases um, and perhaps you know pick up some place money in grade 1 races I imagine that's that's the pinnacle of him from here on I did kind of think that he might end up in the grand annual um, had he not won the other day but um, perhaps he might still end up in the grand annual but he won't be winning it but um, nice to see him win but I think he's going to struggle to achieve uh, relative to his ability. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I can't really disagree. Um, might move over to a bit of Irish action because any second now continues to win when I'm fancied. I think he was 66-1 to 1 on debut. He's going to put Crack Moam away at the weekend. Uh, might pick up on both those two, any second now and Crack Moam. Noel, you go first. Any second now must be an absolute machine, baby. Um, I was in Nav on the day he won and... Um, he like the, he was basically apologising coming over the second last like you know and um, you can take for you can almost be certain that he went there a little bit undercooked and he still just you know he went by them he did it well I so wanted to back him at the weekend and I couldn't back him um, because I think he's he's an immature horse with a big future and I'm delighted to hear that they're going to miss Cheltenham with him send him to Punchestown um, send him to Ferry House those sort of places and mind him and he's a horse with a big future Crack crack Moam on the other hand probably come up in the Cheltenham conversation I don't think we've seen the best of him um, I'm not sure the race was run to his strengths that said he was still beaten and if he was you know realistically if he was you know supposedly Willie's best two mile novice as, as the, the whispers would have you believe then you know he should be capable of winning that race last Saturday, irrespective of how it was run. And you know, coming coming towards Cheltenham, I, I think you can dismiss him, even though pe- plenty of people are going to give him a good talk up between now and then. He might run into a place, but that's all. Let's look further afield for it, really. What did you? Yeah, he'd need to go out now, Dean, and he'd have to um, he'd have to win the delight or something now for me to be really interested in him. I just don't think he's he's good enough, really. Um, he fell through the last. I understand that, but. Any second now was coming anyway. I think any second now is going to be some horse over a fence, and um, I wouldn't be t- too keen on Crackmon unless he's done something now between now and Cheltenham. 
Okay, a couple of others I might pick out, and uh, both of them ran in Ireland on Sunday at Fairy House. Ball Dark picked up the Dan Moore, big prize, but I don't think that was the best field ever. I, I was very against Ball Dark. He, he proved me massively wrong, so I'll let someone else talk about how good he is. That was his All Ireland on Sunday. Again. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, but again, he, he did well enough. Should have won at Christmas, but again, he's not going to be doing anything afterwards, really, is he? I think he's a horse. He's an interesting horse for the Novices Handicap Chase in Punchestown. Um, Oh, at, the, yeah. at the end of the season I think Punchestown is a track he's ran pretty well at his novice hurdler and um, assuming that he goes there halfway fresh um, I think it's the sort of race where they they go fast and it kind of would be set up for him to run a big race in it so he's a horse that I would keep an eye on for that novice's handicap chase at, in Punchestown yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I can't see him pitching up in anything at Cheltenham, so I think you're probably right there. Ballyosheen, I think, might be the most impressive runner we saw over the weekend away from some of those top class stuff. It's only winning the beginners, but he does look pretty smart. Exceptional round of jumping. Um, interestingly for me was he's by presenting and he moved through that, that pretty soft ground very well, which typically you don't associate with presenting. So on the face of it, you'd imagine... a a longer trip and better ground would suit him a lot better I'd have a little bit of a concern about what he beat I know he beat like you know just how good is Townshend like so the the peak of his performance was a, an egg and spoon novice hurdle in air nearly um, so now he never looked you know Townshend never bothered him if you know what I mean and the market spoke very heavily in favour of Ballyosheen but his style of jumping he attacked his fences and as I said um bit more of a trip and better ground he's going to be an interesting horse for the spring again I, I'd like to see him skip um, I'd, lo- I'd love to see him skip Cheltenham I think he's probably a horse for something like the Powers Gold Cup um, in Ferry House uh, the two and a half mile grade one novice yeah that's what, that was the race I was going to flag him for because they're very likely not to put him on any boats and I think they keep him home so you, Demi you were impressed though I was really impressed and uh, no, I mentioned him on the race hour as well I just thought he was absolutely brilliant I love the fact that even despite the fact that he fell last time uh, Barry still threw him over every fence clearly very confident in his ability and uh, he'll be one to take going forward but just like as as yourself and all said I wouldn't be going to Cheltenham with him now I'd be looking after him because he's a very good long term prospect I get the impression there isn't any other horses for us to pick out from the weekend but tell me if I'm wrong Uh, no not particularly for me anyway that's the malt that's yep. them all. Okay, well, it's quite a special race hour, this, of course, with Nolan and Gemma and myself, is because we're going to look at a bit of a Cheltenham drive-by preview. And there's always one place to start whenever you start doing these things at Cheltenham. And it's not the championship races, it's the Supreme Novice. One of the most open Supreme Novice fields at this time of the year that I think I can remember. But you boys have been around the game a little while. Moon Racer is top of the pile and almost by default, in my view. Uh, that's a fair statement to say he's there by default. He's a champion bumper winner. He's a he's a he's a great graded winner over hurdles at the track. Um, I've looked through this race and you know you kind of go through it. So something like Silas Emery, my note here is get the boat, i.e. no chance. Um, Finian's Oscar is a lovely horse, but I'm not quite sure that Finian's Oscar is a horse for this year. I think he's probably a horse w- with a future. He could probably run respectively in whatever novice hurdle he might run out at the festival. I'd be a little bit surprised if he was to win. Crack Moan we've covered already. Um, so two horses for me. I think Moon Racer is closing in on the most overpriced favourite of the festival at 5-1. to one. Um, 
there's absolutely nothing turning up lads in this race Willie Mullins you know at this stage you'd expect him to have you know which one is he going to win it with at this stage it's like you know does he have a horse that can get placed in it um, you know and we're talking about the likes of Crack Mom as being potentially his best okay there's some horse called Melon I think he's on a shelf in super value there at the minute um, you know so we'll, it, maybe he comes out and he is the second coming of Christ and we'll have to take him you know we'll take him seriously then. but for now Moon Racer Five to one is a hell of a price, guys. I mean, like it's it, you know I'm I'm about to unload uh, um, you know take an elastic band off a wad this weekend and and start start getting involved with fives. A horse that finished behind them the last time he was beaten about three and a quarter lengths in fifth place is a horse of Paul Nichols's and J P McManus's called Move with the Times. Um, probably um, a little bit discounted, but there's still only three lengths off him that's not a lot of ground to make up and he certainly was a far more inexperienced horse than Moonracer at that point of his career but for me Moonracer 5-1 to one, one hell of a price I know I wouldn't like to lay it to anybody yeah I wouldn't be laying it either Noel but um, I just thought the form has been let down somewhat by Mirsali and, um, and Bally Andy but as you do say he's, he's the form horse in the race uh, he's won a champion bumper <laughs> but I'd be looking to take him on the horse that I was talking to David McGurran and the one that he mentioned as well which I thought was very interesting would be I wonder would they ever think of sending Deputy the Soul to this um, David McManus has enough horses for the triumph he's been brilliant in, in all of his juvenile hurdles and I know he's a four year old but he wouldn't be a million miles off a race like this um, it's such an open supreme McManus has nothing else I wonder would he send Deputy the Soul because if he did 16 to 1 is far too big a price it's an interesting point you make, but there was a, there was a horse mentioned there just by Noel, which is in those J.P. McManus colours, that move with the Times, who's got an entry in the Betfair hurdle. So if they go for that contest and win that, we're probably looking at at least second favourite, Noel, you think, with move with the Times. Yeah, and I think J.P. has a bit of form for running a, a four-year-old in the Supreme, has he? Um, I'm trying to, he has run one in recent years, I believe, but I think it's a fair shout if he runs there. I'm not sure if he runs there or not. That's really the, the, the That's, thing. Yeah. That's a big um, question, yeah. But like... That's you know we're looking for a horse that mightn't even run in the race to put up against a five to one favorite who's <laughs> achieved everything he's achieved. I know where my money goes. Yeah, Did you, I just, I'm just not sold on Moon Race. He missed that season. His his form only looks average enough. It's a bad year though. Well, show me a horse with better form. Can't exactly. That's my point. <laughs> I can show, show you a few with 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 more, better form to come. The potential's there, but they haven't delivered yet. And this is the thing. In in a year where we don't have horses with better form or better credentials, um, stuff like you know, uh, you know, being a stuff like the track is a huge positive you know so you have a horse who's, who we know acts very well on the track that's worth a couple of lengths in a race like this a couple of lengths in a race like this where you think a large horse blanket can cover all of them is the difference between winning and losing or the difference between getting your place money and not getting your place money in a lot of, a lot of instances and it's actually quite a significant positive for me I think, I think it's a fair comment I say he's there by default and I mean it because we're waiting for something else to come out and do something and they haven't done it so uh, unless we get a Polish Galileo yeah maybe <laughs> It's <laughs> purely based on hurdle form. I'd be looking to take him on as well, Dean. But as Noel's saying, what is there to take him on with? Well, a champion bumper winner going in the Supreme normally starts about his price. So that's where he is. Yeah. And uh, that's where he deserves to be. Uh, I'd love to see Finian's Oscar go in this. I, th- I think he's got a Neptune, which looks more of a penalty kick for him. But coming around that bend at Cheltenham, I, th- I think he could take a few lengths out of this field. And then will they come and get him? That'll be down to inexperience and and a little bit of greenness maybe but you know imagine if he was with say a Willie Mullins we probably wouldn't have seen him yet 
yes, it's a fair show. But I'd be going for the Neptune with him. I just think he's a a two mile four horse team. Well, that's probably where they will go. I mean, should we move yeah. on to the Neptune because we've got. Finian's Oscar in there. Death Duty, I would say, is going for the potato race. Augusta Kate, Montal Barno's interesting. The field is is one that I don't think is going to take much more shape with Finian's Oscar rightly at the top of that market. I'd be negative Death Duty wherever he runs, assuming that it's on good ground. Um, I know he's dirt, dirt, dirt they're kind of half and half between which race he goes in I actually think he probably will run in the Neptune when it comes down to it um, but it'd be negative about the ground it'd be I, negative if he runs there full stop yeah perhaps um, I quite like Augusta Kate I'd rather she didn't come down the last day um, she's notoriously poor worker at home but the vibes before the last day were that she was working considerably better at home which I think is a, is, is somewhat of a, of a positive for her um, the, in, the horse I would have taken out at Christmas as a novice hurdler was Montalbano um, and it's a quite amazing for a horse of Willie Mullins is that he's not even getting the second top, he's not even getting the second mention anywhere. Um, he's by Monsieur Bond, obviously, which doesn't speak. Uh, you know, we should be looking at him over five furlongs and subtle this week rather than talking about winning a Neptune. But he, uh, Montalbano, he didn't really settle over two and a half miles at Christmas, but despite that, um, was still good enough to win and quicken, you know, quicken stroke, grind it out from the home turn to the line. Two and a half maiden hurdle in, in Leprechaun takes some winning. You know, they're, they're, they're not soft. And again, in a year where we're looking at something that's been quite open, and I think, is, can, is Montalbano a horse that can go to Cheltenham where they're likely to go a better gallop from the outset, where he's able to sit in, you know, in the box seat, fourth, fifth, sixth, settle off a much stronger pace and preserve and conserve that energy. Um, if he came, you know, if he, if he ran there and settled and got to the bottom of the hill, uh, and got a kick in the belly the way he came home in Leopardstown uh, I quite like him I, it's it's very hard because you're kind of you're trying to tell yourself you're second guessing some of the best judges in racing and, and the likes of Ruby and, and Willie who haven't even mentioned him for a Neptune that this horse is 25 to 1 for me it's a bit of a head scratcher this is actually the race I think if, if Willie can can win one as a novice this is pro- could be this race with either Augusta Kate or Montalbano two interesting horses absolutely very very interesting and Augusta was brilliant the last AM. I actually thought Finian's Oscar, he's starting to look better and better as the weeks go on because even I was kind of trying to crib his form last night and I just went through his first point to point in which he, he won it so easily. And Mr. Clarkson came out last week for David Pipe and was just absolutely superb on Monday even, sorry. And he was absolutely superb. Finian's Oscar is very good, but around the 5-1 to one mark, you'd be kind of unsure now at the moment where I wouldn't be taking that anti-post just because it was such a poor toll worth. Uh, Death Judy, I think he has to go for the Albert Bartley. I don't think he's quick enough for two mile four on good ground anyway. Um, Augusta Kate has every chance. And then a horse team that I was just looking at at massive odds uh, would be Moulin Event of um, of Noel Mead at 50 to 1. I just thought he wasn't putting that race against Death Judy. Um, he was 4 to 6. I just thought he was too far back. He never really got into the race. I think he's better than a 50 to 1 price if he did show up. And it, he wouldn't surprise me at 50 to 1 were he to place it off. He was one of the horses I was going to mention for wherever it pitches up, I'd imagine would be overpriced and will outrun those odds. Like you said, I don't think Moulin Vaughan was given any kind of opportunity to actually race with the protagonist last time out. So I was impressed with him before that. I think Noel Mead has a chance to, to put it up to some of these. That might be the right race for Moulin Vaughan, but if Finian's Oscar runs, I, I'm not sure I'll be taking him on anyway. Yeah, that's fair enough, really. If they do go there, I'd still love to see him in the Supreme. Though we'll stick with the the novices and the, and the hurdle races. And Death Duty is 
currently very short for the potato race, the Albert Bartlett. And you've got a lot of the same names in this contest. So if Def Duty goes for the Albert Bartlett, positive for you, Dermo, that he goes there? Yeah, um, I really like him. And as Jack said, he didn't think he was slow, but Jack just said in the podcast last week that he thought that his, uh, his stamina was his best trait. Um, he didn't think the good ground would be much of an issue either, but again, he's, he's paid well to say that too. Um, again, at 9-4 though, for any race, at Cheltenham Antipost, you, you have to take them on. Um, the horse, I was looking at this just at the moment. Again, most of my bets on these uh, novice, uh, novice hurdles will be on the day. Um, but at 12, I was looking at Willoughby Court, um, the Ben Pauling horse that won the Neptune trial last weekend at Warwick. Um, now, of course, it, it was a Neptune trial, but it was on very bad ground, and he just he toughed it out. He just kept staying, he kept staying under David Bass. And I just thought, well, the form wasn't that good. He really impressed me. He was really tough, and um, I just thought, Dean, that there's there's much worse twelve to one pokes. But it's a race that whilst it looks very good, uh, there w- there will be a few lurkers at big odds. I could not recommend backing Death Duty at nine to four really first. No. This race is like a boneyard of short-priced Irish favourites. Yeah. Um, you'd want your head examined getting involved now in Debt Duty. Anyway, I mean, if he pitches up at the same price on the day, he's certainly worth a look, but there's absolutely no value anti-post. This is a race that, because you never really know what's going to run and what's not going to run, that you, you kind of... I, I tend to sit on it until closer to the time. I'm going to mention a Horsford who... I mean, he's running today in Thurless and he's the outside... He's the second choice of the stable today. Is some neck of, of Willie Mullins. Um, couldn't win a bumper. Got his maiden hurdle out of the way in Lepers, or Limerick at Christmas. Um, some neck to me is a horse that on better ground uh, would appreciate a three-mile slog. But he's... he's. I mean, he's something like a five or six to one shot today in Thurless behind. Is it Bacardi's or... or um, what, 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 which horse of Willie's is in that race, do you know? It's Battleford. As a, as Battleford, as sorry, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's one of these races, Dean, which actually all the novice uh, hurdles are for me at the moment. Um, I'll just be wa- I'll watch them and wait, wait in the day because I don't have a massive opinion on either of them just yet. But we have a worthy favourite at a bad price. We have a, a really worthy favourite, but at 9-4 to anti-post, as Noel said, you'd want to get your head checked to be uh, lumping in on that. Okay, should we stick with the novice hurdlers then and take a look at the triumph? Now, I think we might actually be able to find a bit of value in this contest. Um, it's perhaps tough to uh, to call what will go off favourite at this stage is it Defi Desoy Defi Desoy probably will go off favourite <laughs> wouldn't he I thought you said he was going to run in the Supreme Dermot make up your mind I don't think he will but if he was to run in this <laughs> no he'd go off favourite <laughs> uh, no the one I'd be looking at in this I have um, I have two um, but I thought Mary Devi uh, was brilliant over Christmas absolutely slammed um, Houses of Parliament at 8-1 to one, I just thought it was a very good price I'd like to see her again obviously but I just thought the way that both horses were very well back in the day. Marie Devi was just really, really was absolutely punted off the board. And I just thought that um, she held that horse very easy. Now that's a horse with serious platform. And Marie Devi was just absolutely brilliant and held her at ease. And the other one then that I was looking at as well, I had two more from the Gordon Elliott yard. Um, Denaria de Zobo was absolutely superb over Christmas at, um, at Limerick, beaten by 40 something lengths. She was, she was just absolutely superb. Now, again, I'd like to see her again because though the, that form can be flattering. The race did not look to be the strongest in the world. But when I spoke to Jack last week, he did seem rather excited by her and said that she just took everything in her ease that day. And again, she could be the type to rock up to Cheltenham and um, could have every chance. And the other one then that I just thought might be a small bit too much of a big price was um, 
his mega fortune of Gordon Elliott as well. Um, I thought over Christmas he, he struggled to kind of rein them back in, but he stayed really well. And I thought he's the kind of horse now that would, that would improve going over, um, going over further and going up, or going up the hill. Um, he couldn't quite get uh, Bapaun back to him, a horse that I actually liked over Christmas as well. But I thought mega fortune at 25 to 1 to turn that form around wasn't all that big a price team. Yeah, decent, decent set of odds. And I think if you're getting involved with a triumph now, you're looking for something at a big price. I know, Noel, you've probably got something up your sleeve. Um, I have. On, I, I give it a condition, is that after Land of Hope and Glory won the Grade 3 in Ferris at the start of December, I said, I really hope Joseph skips Christmas and goes for um, the Grade 1 on Hennessy Day, or Gold Cup Day, and then on to the triumph. At this stage now, I'm hoping he skips the grade one on Hennessy Day and goes to the Triumph um, it's so tough on three-year-olds particularly after a three-year-old campaign to keep going to the well with them now Joseph has an amazing record of seemingly continuously running these horses and keeping them fresh um, but for me um, I take Land of Hope and Glory to reverse with Bo Poem and I take him as the horse for uh, the triumph um, he's a horse whose jumping was sketchy at first his jumping has improved significantly with the experience he did give £3 away to Bo Poem the last day um, I think he's a horse who will be very well suited by Cheltenham and I think he's now drifted out to about a 12 to 1 shot and for me uh, Land of Hope and Glory um, is uh, is the one that I'd be taking in the race just going to give a quick mention to another horse um, another juvenile um, and I think um, Dermot that Mega Fortune just mentioned is kind of form ties in but Mega Fortune um, may end up in the Fred Winter I suspect but the horse I'm yeah, going to mention the horse I'm going to mention for the Fred Winter is um, a horse called Prospectus of Gavin Cromwell's who ran in that same race at Leperstown at Christmas and disappointed um, but he won on debut in Ferry House uh, this the last day I'd like to see him pitch up in the Fred Winter at a big price and I, he'd certainly be getting a second look from me so that's Prospectus he's an underrated man is Gavin Cromwell and he does have a nice one there. I think that's, that's, that's a good mention I I still like one of Joey's for the triumph that people just dismiss because it come out first time got beat by Mary Devi and well beaten but how's the parliament on platform and if they can get one more spin into it um, I think we'll look a standout on decent ground at Cheltenham and it, it, he's a massive price at the moment what did you think of his hurdles debut? He was beat He was <laughs> <laughs> you just, He was beaten all in hope, yeah. You just said how hard it is though to keep these horses going back to the well coming off uh, a three year old campaign and He's very, very smart. I, w- I wasn't too disappointed at all. I would have liked him to have won, and there, there was he was pretty strong in the market, as was the winner. So I just take that as the best race we've seen at this level. I, I could be mixing them up, so I, I could be doing the horse a disservice. Um, but if, he, if is did he wear blinkers on the flat? I could be mixing them up. I think he's a bit of a rogue. I don't think he wants to go past horses. I think he did, though. Yeah, I'm not sure. Any, any which way, he was beaten five lengths by Murray De V. Um, given seven pound. Given seven pound. That's the mayor's mayor's allowance. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fair game. Not not for me. Yeah, I, I just think there's no reason why he'll turn that form around, Mary Davy. I mean, there was he wasn't unlucky. He was flat out. Uh, Mary Davy was just a better horse, in my opinion. Probably a horse for next year's Carl Cup. Probably a horse for next year's Carl Cup. Yeah. Well, my notion is that Joey had him almost right, not quite right. Thought he'd be good enough to win anyway. Wasn't, and it will be a lot closer. 
on complete nutter conjecture Dean isn't it yep absolutely that's, <laughs> that's what you can do with the price of a well, what is he he's a 113 on the flat and he's going to be at the moment he's 20s plus for a contest that I think you might get one more run into him I don't see him as he's, the worst what, what price is he to run in it I think he definitely runs in it they ran him in the same race they ran Ivanovic Gorbachev <laughs> we'll have an even tenor if you like yeah okay done. I say he doesn't run you say he does well, into, tri- into triumph of course, yeah. That's good. That's lunch yeah, yeah. paid for. Yeah, Perfect. Some, well, I, I that's some, <laughs> some of my steak back. Happy days. Um, <laughs> um, anyone else you want to mention from the novice headers? You did shout one for the Fred Winter. I'll let anyone else throw something in before we move on, maybe to some of these novice chasers. No, I've not noticed that really. No, I, I just think Mega Fortune actually, if he was to go for the Fred Winter, uh, as Noel said, I'd be very interested. He was. I just think he's a better horse than he showed of late. I think he 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 could improve for. Better ground as well. He'll certainly improve for a stronger gallop anyway. Yeah, 100%. Well, he was very positive um, in a report from Ollie Murphy that we got on the Race Hour podcast in the past. So, yeah, there's definitely a bit more to come from that one. So, I think that's a fair shout. Novice chasers then, lads. And we'll move to, well, Altior versus Min versus probably not much else as they all skip that battle in an Arco. And this could be the race of the festival. There's massive price disparity in this race. It's closing a little bit. I started to form this opinion when Min was still a four to one shot. Gonna keep getting closer though. Look. Yeah. So the way I look at this is that Altier is an incredibly worthy favourite. Um but since in in Min uh, he obviously smashed Min last year. Min got injured in the race. I think Min has had his win done as well. Um so there's two things to bring them a little bit closer together. So now all you have is the difference of one good jump or one bad jump between them in the race. Um Altior, as I said, very very worthy favourite if he went for the champion hurdle this year I'd have backed him but I look at this a little bit as the, the you know the, the UK trainers the UK public have very little to latch on to in terms of great white hopes for the Cheltenham Festival and when they do get a, a chink of light that they tend to over egg it and it just seems to me that Altior is probably a little bit over egged um, you know I was kind of forming this opinion when Altior was an even shot and Min was a Min was a four shot um, Min is now a three shot Altior you know so they're, they're, they're closing in this is you know this is far from a slam dunk this is kind of an Ireland versus England um, type type contest um, do I think Altior will still win probably yeah uh, do I think there'll be seven lengths between them absolutely not if one horse you know if Altior makes a bad mistake it it levels up I think that Bouvardier is definitely a live runner in this race and he's not got uh, the respect he deserves essentially the only time he's been beaten is in last year's Supreme Novice when he finishes third uh, ridden from an impossible position so um, I certainly think that if you're looking for an each way angle on the race uh, Bouvardier 12 to 1 uh, could be that each way angle personally for me it's a no bet race at this stage I teethered on the brink of of, of unloading the clip into main at 5 to 1 but in order to do that in order to get the value that I thought existed I had to be backing him each way and I just don't want to back a horse each way anti-post like that um, particularly well I don't want to back a novice each way anti-post like that and tie up tie up my cash um in that sort of situation so I just let it pass it's going to be one hell of an interesting race what I do want to see is all of them get there uh, fit and healthy and all of them stand up and get around error free and then we find out which the best one is Would you not say Noel that uh, Bouvardier might rock up in the old JLT? Well sure he can but I mean sure they won't see which way York Hill goes in that <laughs> Yeah fair enough but I suppose the it's a the owner from last year might be good apprehensive of taking on Altior again wouldn't you? You're saying he might not see which way York Hill goes. Would he 
realistically see which way Altior and Mingo in that race. Well, he's a new owner this year, Derwood, as well. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. went from Million Mile to, to, to JP. He did. Um, he's not, so like on the form book, from what we know, he's only, he's within shouting distance of Altior. Yeah. And Min. Again, yeah. it's a novice, like the, 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 the difference in, in terms of how, you know, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a template where you just go, yeah, but he beat him five lengths as a Jew, as a, as a hurdler, so he's going to beat him five lengths as a chaser. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the gap starts to narrow. You jump more fences. Your technique is more important. All look, all the stuff we already know. But basically, what I'm saying is, it's far from a slam dunk. Um, you know, so that that, that that's really why I think Bouvard there comes into it. I well, think Bouvard there could line up Nolan say five run a field. Absolutely. Could yeah. do. Yeah. And um, what about Benny Dadu, who looked, I think, described by Rich Ritchie in a column on the BetBright blog as on springs? And it was very impressive what we saw. Yeah, well, he's not going to end up in the article against Min, so it's all the one. <laughs> yeah, it's all the one is right. I'm just looking forward to seeing uh, Identity Thief now in the Irish article, uh, just to see if there is a third runner in this uh, without, obviously, the boomer Dermot, there goes. Dermot, 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 stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm as big a fan of Identity Thief as is in the world, right? I, I think on the final Furlong podcast two years ago, going to Cheltenham, I was asked if he could own one horse going to Cheltenham on a beat, and I said Identity Thief. And he was beating up a stick because he said he's a horse of the future. And he's still a horse of the future. And he'd be a grade one winner over fences. But listen, forget about it. Okay, Not this March. Okay? I'm not willing to let go, no. Well, yeah, go. I, I think maybe you could you could give him one more role at kind of 20s plus for an arc, or if he turns up in a five-runner field, you're probably picking up a bit of place money. But just at the Irish arc, we'll just see where he is. That's, that's, that's all my point was going to be. Behind men is the answer. You can... <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, no, I've nothing else to add to what Noel has been saying. It's, uh, it's a cracking race, but... Again, you couldn't be getting involved at those prices, really, could you? No, I, I think Min gets closer to Altior, and I like the prep that Min's had. Altior just has pretty much schooling rounds, albeit very impressive ones, where Min, I thought, had to at least put his A game on to win last time out. And so that's that was the difference between them last year. I felt Altior came in with all the match practice, and it was the first real race Min had. So they're closer. I don't know if I'm betting in the race now, though. I think I'm not. I can't imagine so, no. Uh, JLT is a natural uh, step from there because a few of the horses we talked about likely to go. Uh, so there's no point asking Noel, is there? I mean, York, just... no, it's simple. York Hill, good thing, two to one, value, next race. What price yeah. he goes off now? Uh, he goes off, what's on? Okay. Yeah, I completely agree with that, Dean. I said it last week here. I thought he was one of the uh, of the three certainties of the Challenge Festival, along with Duvan and Tisselbeck. And I think. Uh, I think York Hill. How far is Nolfet? If he ran in the champion hurdle, um, I think he he he'd be uh, he'd be there jumping the last. <laughs> yeah, he most certainly would. I was really hoping the JLT would line up to be a proper kind of. So I will say to... I will say one thing about York Hill actually, just as as a kind of thing. My I have one slight concern. Um, he might jump into the stands. No, not necessarily. Is that they went to the well a lot with him last year? Yeah. Okay, and. Um, that's my only concern. I suspect we see him this Sunday in Leopardstown uh, in the two mile five race. Yeah, and that'll be him done. And that'll be him done, nice yeah. and fresh to the festival. Thanks yeah. very much. Orderly cues and all that stuff. Okay, form it. <laughs> Start forming it now. Um, the RSA chase, Bells Hills, top of this. Disappointed a couple of times at Cheltenham in the past. I don't think in races <clears> that really would have been entitled to do much more but you would have liked to have perhaps seen him run better for a 4-1 to one or so favourite for an RSA chase as he is um, 
Likes of our Duke winner at Leperstown over Christmas in the Fort Leany. Uh, Alfred Azobo bled in that same contest. You've got Blair at Rouge, who was impressive last time. Uh, Mike Bite, who got the, the Daryl Jacob treatment. And um, it's an interesting race, lads. That was some ride, wasn't it? Daryl Jacob. And my bike. I don't. The la- so I do know the last time I criticised the jockey, and it's Daryl Jacob for that ride. Oh, it was the worst ever, yeah. Absolutely one of the worst. But I think we, we've given him a shift for that. I mean, it, I, I haven't. No, well, <laughs> I'm doing it now. The mic is yours, no. <laughs> Anyhow, we're all human and we all make mistakes, but we that, do, that, that was did. certainly one. Yeah. Um, one. I, I kind of put up 007 for this race the last time I was on the podcast. Um, he ran very disappointingly since that, but then he got it back on track today. I was very, very impressed with him the other day. He gave away a lot of weight and he kept quickening up the straight. Um, I think he might go in that JLT though I think so too I think sorry I'll reiterate what I said the last time I was on is that I think I see him as a three miler in time so therefore I have to see him as an RSA horse this year Yeah. I think if he runs him in a JLT it's only because Nicky has this view of minding him for the future he's in a bit immature and all that sort of stuff but Nicky's going to look and say well I can pitch up against York Hill and have no chance or I can go to the RSA and have a chance so I think he's going to turn up 33 to 1 is an obnoxious price for him in, in the RSA uh, likewise and you mention him and there's, uh, there's typically a misunderstanding about bleeders okay you've got bleeders who are bleeders and you've got horses who bleed because of another reason Alpha is a bow bled at Christmas um, I suspect if you saw uh, an analysis of his of his bloods after that, he would have had an infection. So what I'm saying is he most likely bled because of an infection. Um, nothing to do with his makeup. Nothing to do with him being a perennial bleeder yeah. is essentially what I'm yeah. saying. So yeah. if he was a perennial bleeder, I'd forget about him. I'd strike a line through him. There is no better uh, trainer. Well, sorry, probably the statement no longer holds water because Willie Mullins is no better. But Mouse Morris is exceptional at arriving at the festival with a horse to run their absolute life out okay I mean he's brought horses and finished fourth and fifth in supreme novices that had no you know what I mean? you know as in he knows he knows how to get them there perfectly you have a horse who was only bettered by thistle crack last year um, and at 20 to 1 it's an obnoxious price for me for me 07 33 to 1 massive price but there's a question mark about where he runs so that's just fine there's no question mark about where Alpha Dezabo is going to run he's going to run in this race Mouse Morris will get him there and he will be humming and 20 to 1 is going to be massive our Duke you mentioned him briefly a dour stare I think he's more of a four mile merchant that, than this but he will run in this race knowing Jesse and Coney Island who um, was so impressive uh, in the um, uh, the bar one uh, Drinmore back before Christmas um, I'd like to see him skip Cheltenham completely and, and mind him as a horse for next year and knowing the trainer that might be the case but if he does pitch up on just raw ability alone he's going to have to wherever he runs he's going to have to have a serious consideration well I could be very quick on this race because everything you said about Alpha de Zobo is my view on it I, I do think Bells Hill will run a lot better at this festival than he has done in the previous couple and I think it's the right race for him and I, I like a lot of his form over fences although we don't have anything Cheltenham to back it up Alpha de Zobo's ridiculous price if if as everything you say about the bleed is nothing to do with the horse which there's no reason to think it is is a weakness or an issue with him uh, yeah, I'm all over Alpha. Yeah, and uh, again, we have to mention Disco for uh, for Chris, who was on the podcast last week and the form of that last run. Um, I was just going through last night. 
and watched it again. Uh, the one thing, Noel, that I think you've mentioned before as well, that our Duke, uh, Disco, Martello Tower, that nearly looks more four-miler form than RSA form, doesn't it now? Well, that's where we're going. In this the is next proof, race, proof that Dermot read my notes. True. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> so for the four-miler then, Dean, as I said, Disco and Martello Tower, which Dermot just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dermot's already skipping the, the RSA. Dermot, what wins the RSA? Because that's, you know, where we are. Stop sticking them in the four-miler already. Um... I don't know. Um, I'd be on off it as Oboe at the prices currently, but again, um, I don't like Bells Hillford anyway, just because I haven't liked him around Sheldon before in the past. I think Air Duke at eight to one just for running over three miles. He doesn't seem to jump well enough, albeit he is a real tough, tough horse. Um, I quite like my bike, but I'd have to see him again because I don't like a horse going to Sheldon after a fall. But again, Dean, it's one of those races I'll be watching with interest, but I'll probably wait to have a bet until on the day but if Alfred Zobo did rock up you'd know he's 100% and um, he'd be overpriced I'd imagine do you know why Bells Hill is so highly rated go on because uh, pe- w- people mix him up with York Hill no <laughs> okay jeez so four to, four to one for the RSA will you get the boat okay yeah D- uh, Dermot on might, might bite wouldn't he'd be lapped in Cheltenham um, in my view get him back to Kempton any day you want or get him to Punchestown or get him to to Ferry House but I don't think Cheltenham would be his bag fair enough fair enough, fair enough. ok well Demo seeing as you're so keen on that four miler and you've stolen all of Noel's notes um, I'm assuming you're going to go Disco Martello Tower no I'm going to let Noel start on this one because I was just saying it looked to me but the four miler I went through last night and last night the one I liked in the, was Milchon um, I always like the horse I just think he's an out and out stayer uh, but again a 12 to 1 there probably isn't much value but this is a, a race that I never look at anti-post I really leave it go and um, I wait for on the Dalian so I'm gonna I'll let ha- Noel take this away I'm going to have a little whinge here first of all a bit of a bit of negative after timing so I said this earlier I said this earlier in the week to the guys is my second biggest bet of Cheltenham last year was Native River in the four miler Horrific run, wasn't it? So I still, I'm still, I still expect to receive a check in the post any day now. Saying, dear Noel, we acknowledge uh, your judgment uh, was 100% sound, and the result went against you. This is a justice payout of some description for you. Um, but anyway, that aside, again, it's a race I don't really. I want to see the declarations on before I, I, I form a big opinion. I think Martello Tower. Um, I like his makeup for this race. Obviously, it's, it's, it's all there in the book. Um, similarly for Disco but let's wait and see what gets declared and, and we'll start pulling it apart then yeah and similarly I think for the one Derma mentioned in, in Mill Sean if it, if it comes out to something before the day um, yeah we'll give Chris his moment there I think that might be Disco's race at the festival I love the way he was staying on again after looking like he got a little bit outpaced in the, in the final stage did Michael O'Leary say before though that if one of his horses runs in that race you know he's shy didn't he perfect race for Disco then <laughs> fair enough yeah we might <laughs> we might leave those uh, those chasers there. I think we should probably move on to some of the championship races, so we're going to do that after this break. Introducing Genius, BetBright's newest product that allows you to choose your bets. Genius will give you the ability to select from trends, like winner last time out, course winners, distance winners, and many, many more. When you're done narrowing the field with Genius, you'll know exactly what you fancy. Genius by BetBright. Simply smarter betting. 
Okay, welcome back to the race hour in the studio. Noel Hayes on the line at Durban Nolan. Of course, uh, this is hosted by our friends at BetBright. We did ask a few of the uh, regular participants to the race hour on Twitter to give us their thoughts uh, for the Cheltenham Festival, seeing as we're doing the Cheltenham Drive by. And for value, Bapome in the Triumph at 10s and Battleford in the Albert Bartlett at 25s. That was from uh, the Prince Tipsters. Good luck to you with those anti post stabs. Mundeso is a guaranteed runner in the Ryanair at 6 to 1, represents top value, says Gareth Porter. Uh, Q card won't have the pace. We'll probably go in the Gold Cup as well, Gareth. So you're Mundeso bet. Who, sorry, who is that? Gareth. Gareth, Will you send Gareth him back Porter. a link for St. Vincent de Paul to help, to help people that are uh, that have no money? Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> that, that, that's what he'll have if that's what he thinks. I have to, I have to agree. I don't think Indeso will be winning there, but he thinks it represents top value and it's all about opinions this game. Uh, I, I think, think it's at SVP. You're actually SVP giving the address. Is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, at SVP, there you go. Uh, think the Hobbs horse, Adefi Deso, will take all the beating in the triumph. Barely came off the bridle yet, especially on soft ground. Well, we might not get a soft ground festival, Andrew. So that's Andrew Ashcroft. That's his thoughts there. Um, someone going out there, a bit out there with it. There's Apples Jade at 33 to 1 for the champion hurdle. Many clouds in the Gold Cup at 50 to 1. That's from Tommy Owl. Send St. Vincent to Paul to him as well, please. Okay, and a regular, regular participant on the race hour, um, Jamie Brownlow, asks, what does the big city banker think of the Gold Cup? Well, you're going to find out shortly, Jamie, so I won't steal any further on that. We're going to come to some of the championship races now on the race hour on the Cheltenham drive-by. Uh, shall we kick off with the champion hurdle? For me, Forheen turns up, wins. If he doesn't turn up, Yanworth wins, and I'll probably cry into some corner of the room. I think the biggest indicator that we have at present for the champion hurdle and just gives this some context Willie Mullins is an over enterer not an over eater an over enterer he enters horses I've just so like Dermot just mentioned Mill Sean for the bloody four miler he's got an entry in the stairs hurdle that just came out this morning for example so all uh, bases covered sorry he's not even Willie's anymore what am I saying I'm making myself look even stupid than I am but anyway um, the, the Willie enters horses that just like for fun he has no regard for owners uh, entry fees it seems so Vroom Vroom Mag did not get an entry for the Irish champion hurdle okay that to me is hugely significant so so what what do I read into that I read into that that um, Faheen or Annie Power are uh, back or all guns blazing and the media coverage and the little whispers that you hear would make you believe that Faheen is back so um, if Faheen is back and he runs Sunday week in the champion hurdle and runs well doesn't have to win but runs well um, then it's on to Cheltenham and they won't see which way he goes um, Jan Wirt, um Dean's tip for the stairs hurdle thank you um, that he was all over <coughs> um, will probably uh, give him plenty to do and you know, all the stuff I said on the previous podcast about the makeup and the, the way that the, the champion hurdle is run still holds true in terms of um, you, you need to be able to grind your way home from the bottom of the hill there as well and Petit Mouchoir who was going to win probably that day in Newcastle he fell and did win well the last day albeit beating a horse who was finished in Nichols Canyon Dermot um, that, uh, but there's actually really what I'm saying here is in the champion hurdle there's, there's very little depth there's very little depth and if Faheen turns up I don't like it from a betting proposition I can I can just let this sail on past Um but as, as I said, the big indicator for me is vroom, vroom, no entry in the Irish champion hurdle says something else is going very well down in, in Close Sutton. Which I, I can't, yeah, I, I can't add much to that at all. That's, that's, that really is it. If Foyne shows up, it's been him and him and Janwood, I think. Would either of you steam into a bit of non-runner no bet for him? Uh, 
Yeah, what, what is he number? What price is he number in the bed? Five to four. <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least you considered it. Yeah, no, I think... Uh, he got off shorter than that. Yeah, no, because I... Th- in the Irish champion, he got off short. I think... He, I can see... I can see him being. I can see a scenario where he gets beaten the Irish champion and still wins the champion. If you know what I mean. So I that, can so, too. Yeah. So therefore, I, I can't take five to four in a row. bet. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Let's Very move on. Show. Let's move on then from the champion. <coughs> if Room Mag is not entered in that <coughs> Irish champion, which means very unlikely to be the super sub in a champion hurdle uh, the mayor's hurdle will probably be there for Vroom Vroom unless Annie Power is back and we're talking questions again but mayor's hurdle mayor's hurdle v- sorry Dermot Vroom Vroom Mag is made for the mayor's hurdle but I'm going to tell you now Kotkitkova or whatever Kot- the big old Kot- French chaser Kotkitova however the bloody hell you pronounce it Kotkitova I can't do it now okay. Kotkitova she is a sellout job this weekend in the old BG hurdle. Uh, in where is it on? In is it at Donny? Uh, is it in wherever 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 the hell she's running this weekend? Sellout. She wins. She is a big big runner in the mares hurdle for me. I loved her run in Leperstown at Christmas, even though on the faces of it, it looked a little bit disappointing. It's better than that, and um, for me, it's made for Vroom Vroom. If she turns up there, she'll take the beating. Um, I'm. You know, it's it's interesting. We're hearing about Limini oh, and Let's Dance and all these horses coming back uh, yeah. in, this, in the same same silks. But um, let's see what gets declared and work from there. But if you wanted to take the 16s, Kotkitkova, before she wins by a distance on Saturday, then uh, you wouldn't be making a mistake. 11.08 to win, and that's at Ascot, that race. Perfect. Weekend. Yeah, she's at Ascot, yeah. Um, yeah, Dean, it's a race again. I leave till on the day. I've no interest in playing William Willie Mullins bingo at the moment. Um, so I'll watch it but um, Apple Jade if she was to show up she'd be interesting obviously but I couldn't see her beating Vroom Vroom Mag again so I'll wait and see what's actually in the race before I do anything but um, it's a nice looking race nonetheless yeah I think it's a it's it's a gloss over until we know what's there so I think that's fair Champion Chase could be um, well it's Duvan do I need to say anything else? next race yeah next race Okay, something with a bit more teeth in it then is the Ryanair. Um, I think there's a few decent prices floating around for this contest. Um, Dermo, you want to kick off with the Ryanair? I think I'll let Noel take off with this one, Noel, will I? The Ryanair. He's going to need ages, so why don't you go on with it first? <laughs> you go first. I'll be back in 10 minutes. I, I am terrified now that, no matter what I say, will apparently be in, in Noel's magic notes. Um, but the, um, the it's a race that, again... Um, you're kind of struggling to know what exactly is running. Um, like, well, Undersu like, oh, apparently is uh, is nailed on to run and decent value according to one of our listeners. That's the first thing to debunk. Elgard Parker, who is a judge, but I'd be very surprised if Undersu was to go for the Ryanair. To be honest with you, I think it'd be a crazy call. But um, I suppose if you didn't want to keep him away from Duvan, that's that's the next logical step. But again, I think you'd want to be mad to back him over two mile four as well. Uh, Black Hercules out today in the. Kinlock, I like sorry, him, I don't sorry, think. sorry, Dermot. We're talking about the Ryanair. Yeah, we're not. We're yeah, not. We're not talking though. about a handicap in Ferias um, in the spring here. Just <laughs> D- Dean, would you? You did say the Ryanair, yeah? I did. We what, did. Why, we did. why are we? Why are we talking about Black Hercules for? Sorry, maybe I must yeah, have mixed. I must yeah, have mixed something ahead. up. Sorry, Dermot. Sorry, go on. <laughs> All I was saying was the Black Hercules is in this but 12 to 1 is million. far too short considering his form has been absolutely dire and in the John Durkin he was brutal uh, sub-lieutenant is one that always has interested me for this because I think for once uh, Gigginstown might actually have a horse who is designed for the trip 
and I think sub lieutenant at fourteen to one, he is up to this class. He is good enough, and um, and Zaban as well. It interested me as well that it, they did want to avoid the Gold Cup, but again, he could be another one of these horses that Noel would call a handicapper. So again, whilst um, I will. I love this race on the day, but at the moment, the Ryanair, there's just far too many questions for me to uh, get involved in. Oh, well, uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. I would put a line through under so I, I wouldn't touch that in that race. Well, you'd have to be four times the price he currently is. I don't think Joss's Hill is of any interest to me. Sub lieutenant's interesting enough. Empire of Dirt is interesting enough. It goes there probably once a bit further. I'm not mad keen on this race. Allery, if it doesn't deliver like they think it might deliver as a Gold Cup hope at around 20 to 1. Maybe, maybe. But let's give it to Noel. This is the point where listeners need to hit pause. Go boil the kettle, make a nice cup of tea and settle in for a good rant. Okay. So there's moments in life where you realise things. And this is one of the situations where I hope Willie realises this before it's too late. It's like, um, you know, that song from Cheers uh, where everybody knows your name we do uh, and the line you know when your girlfriend says she's not a girl right it's like when Jack Adam tells you he's not a gold cup horse okay and like so I've so my only anti-post bet so far is Jack Adam for the Ryanair I've probably done money in cold blood but I placed a bet on the basis that I gave Willie Mullins credit for being able to assess Jack Adam appropriately at no stage in his career over three miles other than the Thyastes, so I caveat that, has he looked like he might win a race? All right? So he never looked like winning either the Gold Cups. Um, he never looked like winning a, a Lexus or a, an Irish Gold Cup or whatever races he's ran in around Leperstown. He would have been a bad third in the Punchestown Gold Cup last spring if Road to Riches uh, didn't come down at the last. Okay, he won the Thyastes over Three Mile and Gorn. Um, but it was a handicap and you know he's a he's he's a grade one horse so he's kind of he's supposed to do that so he doesn't win any prizes for that is really what i'm saying so basically what i'm saying in the cold light of day sit down critically assess jack adam as a racehorse and you say yeah you know what three miles definitely isn't his bag and then you go well let's see where he's performed well in the past and you go bloody hell he's twice a grade one winner over two and a half miles in the john durkin in punchestown and you go punchestown is a speed track this horse has enough of speed to win two grade ones over two and a half miles in Punchestown. And you kind of say, you know what, he probably appreciates something a little stiffer. What's a little stiffer? Two mile five in the Ryanair in Cheltenham is a little stiffer. That's what's a little stiffer, Willie. Okay. And that's where the horse should run. And any decision that doesn't lead to this horse running in the Ryanair is a poor decision. It's it's unjustifiable. And you can't say that he's finished second twice in a Gold Cup and use that as justification. So bloody what? What finished third? Nothing. That's what finished third, okay? So <laughs> it's a <laughs> <laughs> It's ba- you know what? It's basically what it, what it, what really my player is is that Tisselcrack needs to run in the Betbright Chase and he needs to fucking shit in, okay? And I want Willie to sit back and and Rich, our chairman here, to sit back and go. You know what? Let's not finish second again, okay? Let's go and win the Ryanair, and I'm gonna hope that common sense prevails because if somebody thinks they can construct. A critical assessment of Jack Adam that shows that he's a gold cup horse then I am going to be dumbfounded and if that assessment starts with but he was twice second 
in a Gold Cup, hand in your badge and gun because you're a bad judge and you're definitely doing your brains punting <laughs> if that's the way you assess horses. I was just going to say to you, it's finished second in two Gold Cups, but I won't do that. But I do think after all that, Noel, he probably runs in the Gold Cup. He probably runs in the Gold Cup and it's a disgrace. Okay, what else then? So my old man, Taquin Desai, ran a sledger in Leprechaun at Christmas, to be fair to him. Yes. Okay? Yes. And I think, I don't believe if he gets to the festival I think he probably does run in the Ryanair and it's a 25 to 1 shot for the Ryanair and that's a big bloody price for a horse with his form over this course and distance I know I also said he's so well handicapped over hurdles were he to run in the Carl Cup they wouldn't see which way he goes um, but he's just I, I guess I leave Taquin aside on the list as a bloody well interesting horse for the festival wherever he runs whether that be the Ryanair or the Carl Cup I, I think um I think Black Hercules you dismissed too readily for that race. I think if he turns up, have you read it? Have you read his form? You have. Yeah. No. Sorry, sorry. Just checking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I, I think Dermo did too. All he did was call him a too short a price. Uh, Jack Adams not going there. If there was if he a does zero there, on the end of it, he'd probably come in now and piss in the Kinlock Bray today, and I look like a fool tomorrow when this gets published. But anyway, um, there's nothing in the form book, guys, that says that that um, he's up to this. Okay. What did he beat in the? Um, in GLT last year, was it? Bristol de Moy, was it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, Bristol de Moy, yeah. And yeah. what was third? Don't know. Um, that was the race I had the ban in, didn't I? Didn't uh, start at really the fell. Uh, yeah, the race yeah. fell oh, apart. I mean, like, listen, like, that, that's grade one form there, that is. Thanks. <laughs> I think he's. I think he's. he's yeah, that was sarcasm. I think he'd be just no, to be clear. Really? Just to be clear. <laughs> I think he'd be in the right race if he could. Look, like, third, listen, I'm not. I should, third was Lammy Surge. Lammy okay. Surge was third. I should really say I'm. I'm, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm over egging the pudding here a little bit. Black Hercules is a fabulous horse. Don't get me wrong. Bloody hell, would I love to own him? I'd be over the moon. But really, do I think that you know his form of his victory last year? is good enough to suggest that he'd match up against attack when the side definitely not that's really the way i look at it and i think that you have the william mullins factor at play i think he ran in a race last year as you said whereas abana probably one of his biggest threats didn't even start the form you know yeah, and La- and La- fell i think lammy surge right, abandoned chasing with him for example bristol demoy you, you know like it's just not there really yeah. is what i'm saying yeah. his run into john durkin he fell out the back of the telly you know what I mean yeah. so there, there's yeah. absolutely nothing there that says you should be a 12 to 1 shot for the Ryanair or you should be yeah. in contention for it at all and Noel um, he's 20 to 1 best price at the moment Jack Adam what price do you reckon he goes off in the run oh he's 2 to 1 sub 2 to 1 sub 2 to 1 yeah, yeah I, I think that's right and if you can get anything like non-runner no bet I think if there is a bit of non-runner no bet out there around kind of 8 to 1 mark that's a bet that's probably a that's bet that's a bet yeah yeah all right, stairs hurdle. We have uh, touched on a few of these. Um, you know what I mean, Harry's top of the market, and I think it's a real disappointing year, actually, for the stairs hurdle, so I'm happy to pass. This is kind yes. of... So for me, you know what I mean, Harry? My note here is a bit of a boat, but he's getting the job done. And that's often what you need for this race as well. Um, I, my angle here is more that... You know what I mean, Harry's He's probably a worthy favourite, but... Is he is he a brilliant? Is he a superstar? Probably not. I'd be quite negative room for a mag if she turns up here. I think she'd be absolutely gasping coming up the hill um, at the end of a, a, a true run stairs hurdle. Um, 
no doubt no not doubting her class and ability whatsoever but I think when you have a filly like Vroom Vroom Mag who has so much speed enough speed to win a champion hurdle around Punchestown um, that if you then up running her over three miles that you're blunting one of her biggest assets and that's not an appropriate uh, use of, of her energy uh, really is the way I would look at it so really my 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 ponderous question is I need to go find the value but I, I don't think I can try and find that until you know um, until I see declarations it could be like a, a year for a you know just a couple of years ago Cole Harden won the race you know so it could be you're looking for a horse in that sort of a bracket perhaps and any amount of horses fall into that bracket at the moment so let's just wait in decks is the way I look at it Demo. absolutely loads of no, I completely agree on that and um, just Jeski I love the horse and uh, I'm looking forward to see him at Navin over the weekend and to see what way he can he comes back because on his uh, his best form and beating Hurricane Fly that time, um, he will make into a three miler. Uh, yeah. It'd be highly interesting for the threat. He's not the pensioner some people dismiss him as as well. I think there's still a bit of life in Jeski. So yeah, that's a fair enough shout. Um, let's come on to the the big one. Is this a crack a penalty kick? Yes. He's um. It's a yes with a caveat because we still can't lose sight of the fact that he's only had three runs over fences. Um, He'll have had four by the time he gets. He there. will have had four, and we need four we'll, wins. We'll assume, and yes. So if he goes there, how the question is, how do you get him beat? And I can't come up with an angle. You know that that that's that's really it. Like in his in his few races today, he's he's jumped well. He's jumped big at some. He's been very brave. He's full of scope. He's been slightly off the pace and made the pace. He's done it now in a King George and laughed at what we thought was possibly the best chaser fit and well out there at the time so he's going to be mighty hard to beat isn't he for me I think on the day it's going to be a race to watch I think you're going to have a very small field um, incredible for Colin Tizard the, the handle he has on this race really um, four of them yeah you know we need to well, see it this could be four. we see Allery yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting yeah looking forward to it um, and but an old point about Jack Adams <laughs> it's a fairer point when you actually look at the top of the market like is he gonna Jack Adams not even guaranteed to get in the top three this year is he yeah perhaps yeah when you've got really strong stairs like Native River for example and you know Q, Q Card who's who, you know, stays very well like um, yeah like, he's not even guaranteed to place this year like I know Willie came out in his racing post column last weekend and says he's twice placed and he deserves and I'm really giving Willie credit for being better than that so <laughs> But yeah, no, Dean, I just think Thistlecrack is so good. Um, the only horse at a bigger price that I'd be interested in at the moment, but I think he goes to the Irish Gold Cup and then I think he goes for the um, Grand National, is Manella Rocco. I just think the form of beating Native River last year and Noble Endeavour as well was probably held by him. Um, just makes that price a bit big, but again, I'd want to see him run a better race in the Irish Gold Cup and definitely go for the Gold Cup before I could... Uh, Wayne in him but he's just the only dark one I see left in that field um, because I just think the only thing that beats Thistlecrack is a fence and uh, I still think one day he, he probably will fall because he's a bit of a psycho but um, just class wise everything wise um, he's uh, he's the one to beat for sure Dave. yeah I can't, I can't wait to, to see him in that gold cup and I've got nothing to throw at a big price and I don't think any of us have have we nope Nella Rocco maybe that's all okay alright then um well, it's a good opportunity at the end of that drive-through to go have a, have a look at if there's anything that you've picked up for handicaps that 
maybe you can see already starting to form a nice pattern to pick up a race at the festival. So maybe, no, you go first. I, I, it's actually the same as last time. Tack went aside in a hair breath. So I know I said they'd finish first and second in the Coral Cup. They might I, have other targets. Yeah, I think if, look, I think I do think if Tack went runs in the Coral Cup, he, he, he could go off like three to one, five to two type price. Um, <laughs> assuming he doesn't and I also said a hair of breath they did go over fences with a hair of breath and he won well um, and he's got a mark of 147 which I think is quite workable for the horse now either one of two things he's a fragile horse so they're just trying to get him back to the festival or else they've said 147 I quite like that mark let's go to something like the burn group plate yeah. or whatever uh, race happens with the festival and see if we can exploit that mark of 147 I certainly feel that it's most likely closer to the latter uh, that they think 147 for a hairbreath is exploitable but it's a big ass to go there on the back of one run um, and win a handicap but he, he's on my list is what I'll say for now Okay Demo Yeah there's uh, one horse that I think has been slowly building to something and I just noticed there the last day online as well that there's a small bit of money coming for or at least a movement for the Kim Mir handicap chase and that's um, that's Ned Stark who's the uh, who's joined Gordon Elliott. Uh, Gordon does tend to target this race. I thought the official rating of 133 was very fair. It uh, wasn't a bad second at Newbury behind Benvolio. And I, I just thought that he hasn't proven left in him um, an awful lot of it. He went off the boil for Alan King, but he was at one stage, he was a favourite for the uh, the Hennessy Gold Cup team, wasn't he? Yeah, and, yeah. Um, I think he was, it was also a pretty short price for Andy Cabot Cheltenham last year. So. Yeah, you know, so he's... He definitely has, and a mark of 133 is very fair. Based based um, on what I was told about that horse, um, as as a novice hurdler when he started his novice chase career, I was given a, a hell of a, a a big up for that horse. Um, 133, if he retains that ability, is massively exploitable, and I think it's a very very good pick by Dermot to, and a good shout to, to pick him out. Yeah, cause I just offered Kim Mir now a race that the yard do target. I think it's a a very big price and it's one I've taken this morning then. the only thing I will say about the Kim Muir it's the equivalent of a six mile race in terms of yeah, yeah, because sure. because they're amateurs they, they essentially start they nearly they nearly they're racing from miles out and um, you need to be an absolute relentless stare um, to win that race and I just have a little little hesitation about Ned Stark if he is that fits that relentless stare mould or not um, if he does then no problem but it's, it's kind of he'd one of the question marks he'd be looked after by Jamie Codd I think um, he'd be given a smarter ride than to go racing that early I yeah think for, sure. To, for sure he'd be trying to catch them late so I imagine if he does go he will have Jamie Codd on his back and I just think uh, there's much worse 16 to 1 folks going into Cheltenham anyway absolutely no I'd, I'd be right with you I'm a big fan of Ned Stark and I think there's there's certainly a big race to be won in him one I picked out the weekend that I thought looked like they were only thinking about one race and that was old Gart who's just below champion hurdle classes has been proved might step up in trip for something like the Coral Cup I think he's around a 25 33 to 1 chance for that and I thought his fourth in the Lanzarote looked like let's just test the water someone maybe like Cobden could jump on that and take up a few pounds on the day and I think he's very interesting the horse that's going to return I believe in two weeks time um, is Southfield Royale who everyone seems to have forgotten from the four minor form because we haven't seen him a few niggly problems but Neil Maholland says he is back and will be out in that couple of weeks now if he doesn't go and blow a mark I'd put him in for something like that handicap chase on the first day then if you rec- remember him running in that four mile gents yeah no for sure and um, he'd have a big chance and a great time for, for Neil Holland as well so if he gets him there fit and ready he'll be flying okay 
So, should we have a look at this weekend's racing then? Where shall we start? Probably with the Coral Hurdle at Leopardstown. And I think a horse that we've mentioned a few times on this podcast has to maybe be top of the list for a few of us, and that'll be someone like Mick Jazz. So, I absolutely adore this race. I have a, I have a, a spreadsheet that I... If I had this similar spreadsheet for every other race I punted in as I did for this race, I'd be delighted. Two horses stick out for me at, at the Antipost stage. One is DeSoto County, um, who ran an absolutely impossible race to finish third in it last year off, off no gallop. Um, and um, let's just say he was well-minded over Christmas and still, he was well-minded, ran into absolute bundles of trouble and um, was still uh, uh, up their arses crossing the line in about fifth or sixth. Um, and... Uh, the only thing is now that there's no rain and it looks like we're going to have probably yielding ground so it's not ideal I think I'd rather it a bit softer for him but at a big price he's a big runner uh, and if they do go fast in the race then that's a big help the other horse I really like in the race is um, Gladiator King I picked out Gladiator King for this race 15 months ago um, <laughs> no word of a lie and I've said I think I've mentioned him to you uh, certainly uh, before you for this race yeah. um, I picked him out for this race 15 months ago and essentially everything has gone to plan in those 15 months is the way I would <laughs> look at it he's um, the day he ran in Leopardstown or the day he ran in Ferry House it was kind of a he had two purposes one was to kind of set the pace for all the other JP horses in behind, but also it was nearly his first day at school, if you know what I mean. It was his first day in a in a handicap hurdle. I know he ran in this race last year, by the way, but Tony's horses were rank sick. Um, and then the last day in Leprechaun, he ran in the same race as DeSoto County, and he finished fourth or fifth, and I thought it was an absolutely beautiful prep run for a race like this. I think he is a horse that would appreciate the, the likely yielding ground. And as a 20 to one shot uh, coming from Tony Martins, um, I'd certainly be taking him at 20 to 1 before we taking the stable mid Heartbreak City at 5 to 2 well, I'm sure you have that that's what I was going to say because we're all trying to find maybe a nice big price poke in here and you've mentioned a couple that are double figures but the Heartbreak City's in this field and it is Tony Martin and he's very short too short really for a Melbourne Cup second though um Again, it goes like what I said earlier on. We're talking about horses going from novice hurling to novice chasing, and it's not it's not linear. You know that it's it's um, sure like on it was a two mile flat race. He yeah he wins twenty lengths like, but it's not. There's eight hurdles in the way, and you've all that can go go wrong and go right uh, with that as well. Um, you know so. Do am I interested in backing him at five to two? Absolutely not. Was he six or seven oh, to one? Yeah, yeah. I'll be, be looking at him. Okay, um, can he win the race? Of course he can. Is he in my punting list? No. I'd much much rather Gladiator King. I'd much much rather Desoto County. Um, big prices. Um, they were both twenty to one anti post. Um, on the day, I suspect we'll get five places, and uh, I'll be uh, I'll be out early shopping. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, no, the uh, two I was looking at were, um, that's a wrap. We did go up £11 for his win last time against Vinard, but I thought he came from so far back that £11, he, he could still be capable of exploiting that mark, really. And the other one then as well, Dean, is the horse that I know you love, is Mick Jazz. I just thought uh, £1 for actually what was a huge run at Fairy House. Um, the other horse, Campiador of Gordon Elliott, fell in front of him and nearly took him. And I just thought the way he... He ran at the, on at the end for third. That if he gets a bit more luck on uh, on Sunday, he'll be there or there's about. 
Yeah, I think he's winning a big one, whether it's this weekend or maybe at the festival. And I think if he wins one and doesn't win it by two far, he can win another one. I think he's a he's very smart pickup by uh, everyone down at Gordon Elliott's yard. They've got a nice horse there, but there's plenty of them in there. If Heartbreak City wins, don't want to be too surprised, and that'll just be a bet you've let go. But um, what about the rest of the racing at that meeting? It's a good meeting, actually. Anyone else want to pick something else out? I like Space get out in the Leopardstown chase, but yeah. we need to see him declared. I mean, listen, it's kind of like, it's nearly a system at this stage, Gordon Elliott in a valuable handicap chase. Yeah. So, um, but let's see what gets declared, really. Yeah, that's fair enough. The big news in the UK, of course, is going to be Allery and uh, what that can do in the Peter Marsh. Um, everyone's excited to see it. Could be the, well, I, th- I think Tizard's on the record. I'm not, I don't want to quote him directly because I can't remember exactly what he said, but I think he said something like, it's as good as the other two. The big news in the UK this weekend is Kat Kitkova no, 11 you days. Mirrors her idol. She is a sellout job. 11 to 8. Yeah. 11 to 8 is the price. Um, all right, Demo, Allery and the Peter Marsh, you're not taking on, but you want to watch it, right? That's it, exactly. Exactly that, Dean. Although Otago Trail will be an interesting watching that race as well. It's quite exciting, like, just as, as a race fan, to, to look at somebody like Colin Tizard and understand the power that's in his stable, which is significant. And for him then to kind of tell us by the way <laughs> yeah. I've got I've got another bullet in, in the clip here that I'm about to fire and he's up there with them and you're kind of going really? Jesus like is this guy you know is, <laughs> is, he, is he drinking a bit too much whiskey at night or what like but uh, it's exciting and I'm really looking forward to it as I'm sure everyone else is yeah I can't wait for that there is also a champion Edo trial on that card um now, I think when the books were opened up on this, the new one was put in his favourite, but I, I really think it's going to be Lamy Serge's there to lose after that run at Cheltenham the last day, and I don't know if anyone else agrees with me, I think he's a better of a weekend. He's to give him £8, doesn't he? He's to give Lamy Serge £8. Pounds. Um, it's not a race I'd be interested in at all, at all. I think they're all horses that'll finish uh, but uh, four or five hundred lengths behind the, uh, the proper horses in the champion hurdle. Um, but um, I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it, but this is this is like uh, League Two level stuff compared to the Premier League, really. Well, Lamy Serge is mine up of the weekend. Anyone else want to pick something out across the cards elsewhere? No, we know Kickover is your nap of the weekend, Emma. Mick Jazz would probably be the one that I would, um, if he was to run, uh, he would be the one that I'd be all over in the uh, in the Coral Dolly Hurdle. And you'll be setting yourself up for heartbreak there. All right, I might give the last thoughts of this podcast this week to Noel Hayes for Dundalk on a bit of Friday night action. Oh, I do love my Dundalk, Dean. We know. Oh, I do love my Dundalk. So, listen, we came into studio a little after 11 o'clock here to do this, and um, so I only just got declarations in my hand before I came in, and I had a quick look. So I can't... I'm, all, all of what I'm about to say has a lot of caveats on it, but my, my initial impressions were um, Free State only went up £2 for winning the last day. He's poorly drawn, but um, he has to be competitive again. Um, Secret Wizard as a horse I've been looking for a step up and trip Sheila Lavery's horse and steps up to the ten and a half furlong trip um, stable in form obviously she'd even had a winner over fences last week she's a hell of a trainer uh, Sheila Lavery is and, and uh, people uh, people sometimes often dismiss her um, he's probably going to be too short so he's not a bet but split the Adam back at six furlongs probably just ran into one the last day so he's on my list for another look but I suspect he's too short and the seven o'clock race every horse I find in the race is a hold up horse so I need to sit down and, and, and figure out the pace angle in this race. Um, but if there's no pace in it, you're, you, you're going to be looking at something that's just going to... You're going to be looking for one of the non-hold-up horses, and there are a lot of hold-up horses in it. You're going to be looking for one of the non-hold-up horses to get something soft in front of the price. 
and try and exploit that angle. I am going to pin up a horse in this called Ligetti of Joseph O'Brien's. Probably not tomorrow night, but uh, he's one for the list, or she, I should say, is one for the list. She's Rip Van Winkle filly. Um, she's one for the list off her mark um, in the not too distant future. Uh, it may not be tomorrow night, but keep keep an eye on her, folks, and uh, um, she'll do you a turn, I think, within the next uh, within the next four to six weeks in Dundalk. Beautiful. That is the end of this edition of the Race Hour podcast here, brought to you with our hosts at BetBright. Thanks very much to Noel Hayes, Derma Nolan, and uh, I've been Dean Ryan. Pleasure. We'll do it all again next week. Hopefully, we found you a few good things. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Noel. Cheers, Dean. Hurricane flies not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. He's moving into fourth place on the inside. Then Arctic Fire and Fahim is pouring it on as they race up the hill in the Stan James Champion hurdle. And Fahim is being a stretch clear from Jeski, the defending champion. Then Hurricane Fly and Arctic Fire. Here's the final flight now. And it's Fahim and Ruby Walsh clear by three lakes. Arctic Fire is stable made is after him. But it's Fahim who's bounding clear up the hill. And he is a machine. Fahim maintains his unbeaten record. And it's a treble for Willie Mullins and Ruby Walsh but he's the champion Arctic Fire in second Hurricane Fly third a 1-2-3 for Willie Mullins then Jeski the... yeah!